oh, five weeks, right? <laughs> Here we are at the end of the month of Demonstrate Integral Integrity. Didn't even realize what that meant at the beginning of the month, did we? Okay, so we used that theme to explore the book The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah, right, made sense. I took the theme, uh, you know, to mean being in integrity in all ways, integral, right? Every single part of us. Being in integrity in all areas of our lives, in our words, in our understanding, in our assumptions, in our actions. So today we're, we're discussing the doing part, which is the last agreement, right? The doingness of being in integrity. And, and Ernest Holmes in Pray and Prosper, he said this, he said, it is not intended that we should spend all of our time in inaction. For the very law of the uh, for the very law of our being is mind acting. An active thought will always find itself surrounded with intelligent, objective activities. The passing of human events is no mere illusion. It is the logical and legitimate activity of mind finding fulfillment. It is the action of a jubilant and beholding soul proclaiming God's work to be good. That's our life. That's what, that's what our lives, our souls expressing and expanding and finding a creative outlet, right? So always doing our best at that, that's the fourth agreement, right? Don uh, Miguel Ruiz in the book said, by doing your best, the habits of misusing your words or taking things personally or making assumptions become weaker and weaker and less frequent with time. So this basically, this fourth uh, agreement is the one that sort of wraps, wraps all of them up, wraps all them together. We started with be impeccable with your word, right? Then move to don't take it personally. Then, then last week we talked about don't assume. And, and that brings us to today, always do your best. Which does not mean powering through everything, okay? Totally different, right? You know, does not mean that. Doesn't mean powering through everything that comes up in our lives. We are not super people all the time. I mean, although we like to think of, you know, th look, there are times I admit I can leap tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> yes, I can. But, but there are other days, right? Like when I have the flu or something. When I can barely drag my self, <laughs> I can barely drag myself out of bed and get to the kitchen and make myself a cup of tea or a cup of soup, right? And that's my best for that day. Doing our best changes from day to day. It can change hour to hour sometimes, can it? Our best changes. So, so what we need to do is explore a little more deeply what we mean when we say doing our best, right? Um, in practical application of science of mind, Ernest Holmes said this. He said, there are going to be changes in our lives from hour to hour, day to day, and we cannot escape them. It is the nature of the universe. Let us accept change. Make the most of it. Capitalize on it. The action of the law never changes, but the direction of the law is always up to us. So it's about being conscious, right? You know, that whole idea of, you know, oh, we create our own reality. Oh, nonsense. <laughs> we create our response to our reality. We create the context 
through which we see reality. You know, if we create our own reality, okay, which one of you is responsible for the crash of 08? You know, was it you? Was it you? No, we don't create our... <laughs> don't raise your hand to that. <laughs> you know, it's not about creating our own reality, but it is about creating the context in which we experience that reality, how we incorporate it into our beingness and how we choose to respond to it and what we do with it. It is important to know that to do our best, to keep our consciousness focused on the best possible outcome, right? So that our go-to thought, our go-to consciousness is, oh my gosh, what else can go right? Right? Oh my gosh, what else can go right? Now you'll hear even practitioners, when practitioners pray with us, right, they'll say this or better. Have you ever heard them say that in prayer? You know, this or better, right? Because that's affirmative prayer. That is affirmative prayer. We're praying for best possible outcome or better or better, right? Expanding our minds to incorporate what can be the best possible thing that happens. Even, even, when, even when we look at negative things, we can know the highest and best truth of them, right? This is the whole don't judge by appearances thing, right? I had a friend, well, I still have the friend, but <laughs> her husband, uh, this was several years ago, her husband had an automobile accident. Now, you wouldn't consider that a positive. Right? And if you have an automobile accident, that's kind of a bummer. But going to the hospital because he had minor injuries sustained in that crash revealed he had the early, 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 early stages of leukemia. Didn't even know he had it. He felt wonderful. He felt healthy. There was absolutely not a reason for him to go to the doctors at all. But for that accident. So, you know, so it's important to continue to know our best, even, even if the condition is in itself a negative condition. You know there is good here. There is good here, and we ought to have it. Not judging by appearances, but judging by truth. All things come together for our highest and best good. That's a great affirmation. Always assume the best, even in the worst of circumstances. And another way that we can do our best is being present, right? Being 100% present to the task at hand, giving someone 100% of your attention, doing, doing, you know, bringing your consciousness 100% to the task at hand, right? Isn't that what Brother Lawrence used to say, right? Everything becomes a, a meditation. Everything becomes a prayer when you have brought your entire attention to it. O author My, hmm, Mirko Thum said this, he said, the present moment is the only space where there is no time. It is the point between the past and the future. It is always there, and it's always the point that we access. Everything that happens, happens in the present moment. Everything that has ever happened and ever will happen can only happen in the present moment. It is impossible for anything to exist outside of that. So when we are present in that moment, when we're present in our lives, we are fully engaged, right? We're fully engaged with life at that point. Every action is a deliberate action. Every, every, every uh, word is a consciously chosen word when we're fully occupying the present moment. Uh, again, Brother Lawrence said, you know, your, your very life becomes a prayer when, you are, when you're present when you're there, and then we bring our best to that action, whatever it is, even of washing the dishes, 
right? When we bring our full attention to it, we are occupying the present moment. And then whatever happens, we know we're fully engaged, fully conscious of our actions, whatever the outcome, whatever the outcome. Mark Twain said, give every day the chance to be the best day of your life. What an affirmation is that? Was he one of us? I think he was one of us. <laughs> give every day the chance to be the best day of your life. And you know, when we're aware and we're living in the present moment, it cuts down anxiety. It really does. No matter what is happening around us, we're focused in on the present moment, right? We focus in on our breath. We focus in on our heartbeat. There's enough air in this room, right? I'm still breathing. My heart is beating. I am, I am free to choose again. It absolutely is a stress reducer, and it alleviates, it alleviates our anxiety. Sometimes the best in any given situation is not terrific, right? Did you ever have to like, do your best? And sometimes the best is, is a choice between bad and mediocre, you know? <laughs> it happens. It happens. Sometimes, uh, sometimes failure is the best outcome. We don't like to hear that. Sometimes failure is the best outcome. Failure might be the best in that situation. Learn from it, right? Learn from it. Failure is about what you were attempting. It's not about who you are. It's just not. If you were attempting something and it turns into a big, fat, steaming pile of fail, <laughs> take a different tack, right? Sometimes we just need to change our strategy. Sometimes we need to try something different. Sometimes we need to take a different tack. You know that whole idea of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? We know that, we know that one. But you know, we learned there was also 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb, right? That's what Edison said. But he was just copying Tesla's notes. <laughs> but, but you know, it's this idea that, well, if that doesn't work, try something else. If that doesn't work, try something else. You're, a failure in your attempt to create something says nothing about you. You are a divine outpicturing. You are a divine expression in, in the, you know, as God in form. So a failure is something you do. It's not something you are. And you know, failures can teach us better ways to do things, right? You attempt something and it flops, then you try something, you try it a different way. As long as we don't use failure to become a victim, right? Oh, the Velcro on the hand. <laughs> Woe is me. As long as we don't use the failure to, to, you know, create a victimhood. As long as we don't use the failure to blame others. It's all their fault. This didn't work. They didn't, whatever, whatever, right? Or, or we use it to beat ourselves up. We make it about who we are instead of what we intended to do. Or we let anger over failure color our view of the world, right? We get so angry that we failed at one time, then we blame it on everybody else, we blame it on the world, we blame it on the nature of life, whatever. But it's not, it's just about that way didn't work. Let's try something different. Let's improve our, you know, change our strategy. Let's change our tact, let's do something else. Look, what if when you were a toddler, and you were just <laughs> learning to walk, 
and you fell down, you were like, well, that's it for me. I can't do that. I'll just sit on my butt for the rest of my life, right? No, we just kept getting up and walking and falling and getting up and walking and falling and walking and falling until we got it right. Same thing with anything that we try, anything at all. We learn a great deal from failure. Incorporated properly, we move forward. We move forward. We gain knowledge, experience, growth, maybe resilience. We realize it's okay to fail. We're still alive. We can try things differently. We can try things again. We can change things up. Maybe we do, do something different altogether. We also learn to ignore the naysayers, don't we? Oh, see, I told you that wasn't going to work. <laughs> Shut up. You know, we, we ignore those people because what we know is failure teaches us just like success. And, you know, sometimes failure teaches us more than success never could. We can experiment. We can try all sorts of different ways of doing things. Ernest Holmes said, developing confidence in ourselves, in our ability to meet and handle all undesirable situations requires that we must have confidence in that something which is greater than we are. Then we will have spiritual self-reliance. Weakness gives way to strength. Despair turns to hope. Hate becomes love. Failure becomes success. And I have to tell you, doing your best doesn't mean being perfect either. That's, that's the word we got to talk about, you know? Knowing perfection, or actually know that perfectionism, wanting everybody to love you in your creation, <laughs> is really what that's about, can paralyze you, right? We've all heard that, you know, I don't even remember what the saying is. There's a saying, hmm. Okay, I just lost it. I just lost it. Anyway, you know, sometimes good enough is good enough. Yes? Sometimes good, oh, I know what it was. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, right? You've heard that stupid expression. Don't let let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Because what happens is we, we get into that thing where if we can't do it perfect, we don't do it at all. It paralyzes us. It keeps us from doing things. Don't. Do them to the best of your ability, whatever that ability is in the moment. When we're striving for perfect and nothing else will do, we are concerned, overly concerned with what other people are going to be thinking about us rather than the thing it is we're creating. We're worried about how it's going to be perceived. We're worried about how it's going to be accepted. We're worrying about how people are going to view us if we bring forth our creation and they go, eh, right? How, how that's, how that's going to make us feel. That's what perfectionism is, is about. It's about wanting people to love us and love what we create. And, you know, sometimes good enough is good enough. Like when you're learning to paint or you're learning to sculpt or you're learning to play music. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be beautiful. There's going to be mistakes in it in the beginning. But you're still doing your best, right? You're still doing your best at whatever level you're entering into that creation. Brene, Brene, Brene Brown said this. She said, when perfectionism is driving us, shame is riding shotgun and fear is that annoying backseat driver. (laughs) You You want me to say that again? When perfectionism is driving us, 
Shame is riding shotgun and fear is the annoying backseat driver. So, so doing our best is unique, right? It's different in every situation, every day, every moment. Doing our best allows for mistakes. Isn't that lovely? We get a mulligan at life, you know? It's always a do-over. Doing our best allows for mistakes and retakes and stunt doubles and whatever you want to put in. You know, because we're going to stretch and we're going to grow because that's what we do in life. Our, our soul wants us to expand. Our soul wants to experience. Our soul doesn't, doesn't say, oh, good stuff only. Our soul wants to, to experience the, the, the length and the breadth and the depth of life. The highs and the lows and everything in between. Our soul is craving experience. It's not just wanting the good stuff and none of the bad stuff. So allow for the mistakes. Doing our best means we succeed. Sometimes we fail. We try again. We try something different. We change our minds entirely. Right? And go in a different direction and do something totally different that we didn't think we'd ever do. That's doing our best. Doing our best means we meet life fully engaged with whatever intentions we've set. Open-hearted, open-handed, and with the expectation of succeeding. Right? With the expectation of the positive. Like Ernest Holmes had said when we were talking last week, expect the best. Expect success. Be that positive, be in that positive expectation of good all the time. And then let happens what happens. Ernest Holmes said this in, in the Holmes Reader on Meaning. Life flows into everything, through everything. It passes into every human event, and it translates itself through every human act. If you learn to think of life as flowing through your every action, you will soon discover that the things you give your attention to are quickened with new energy. For you are breathing the very essence of being into them. Oh, I love that. I'm just going to end there. <laughs> there you go. Wow, I love that when it works like that. When we're doing our best, right, we're, we, have, we have culminated all five, four of those agreements together, right? Being impeccable, not taking it personal, not taking assumptions and doing our best. It wraps up everything. It's, it, it just infuses itself in every area of our life. When we are doing our best, life meets us right there. Have a wonderful week. Do your best. See you next Sunday.